time for the business news with Giles Beckford. And Giles, we've got a positive update to the Fletcher Building stakeholders. Kira to you, Charlotte. Yes, Fletcher Building is trading in line with expectations. It's pointing to some mixed signals in, on the house sales front, in particular amid the broader market slowdown. In an update to its annual meeting this morning, it's reaffirmed its 2023 operating earnings forecast is $855 million or better. That compares with $756 million for the year ended June. Well, trading in the building products and distributions divisions on both sides of the Tasman are going as expected, with volumes forecast to remain at or around current levels for the rest of the year. Chief Executive of Fletcher Building, Ross Taylor, says it's keeping a close eye on conditions with plans in place if the market should soften. In our residential and development division, house prices and margins are in line with our expectations and are running at around 10% below the peak levels we reached in December 21. House sale volumes have been mixed, solid through July and August, a bit softer in September, but customer visitation levels have been picking up positively in the spring sales season. Group earnings and cash flows are expected to be weighted to the second half of FY23, and this is due to the timing of revenues and working capital builds in our residential and construction divisions. That's Chief Executive of Fletcher Building, Ross Taylor. Another company to do a trading update today has been fast food operator Restaurant Brands, and its sales are up nearly uh, by a third following the lifting of COVID restrictions on both sides of the Tasman. Its sales for the three months ended September are up 32% on a year ago to just over $322 million. It operates a host of KFC, Taco Bell, Pizza Hut and Carl's Jr. outlets in New Zealand, Australia, California and a couple of Pacific Island territories as well. It says global inflationary pressures have resulted in significant cost increases across all regions, but it's raising prices where possible. The country, also the company's New Zealand third quarter sales still make up uh, most of the turnover. They were up 44% to nearly $138 million. That's 2% with all brands reporting sales growth. And speaking of fast food and convenience food, it looks like the country set to gain more fast food brands with the introduction of nine new international franchise brands. The Auckland-based franchise Coach has a licensing agreement with the London headquarter global franchise marketing and advisory company World Franchise Associates. It's uh, selling a portfolio of brands with seven restaurant trains and two, chains and two non-food brands. The brands on offer include TGI Fridays Restaurants, the Earl of Sandwich and the fast-growing Teriyaki Madness. The franchise coach and lawyer uh, Stuart German says the brands will undoubtedly find acceptance in this country, which is one of the most franchise countries in the world. There's 590 brands in New Zealand. Uh, so when you go to the shopping malls and you walk around, there's so many franchise brands people don't you know, even realise. And the, the turnover from franchising in New Zealand now is nearly $60 billion. So the government likes franchising. We are deregulated. There's no franchise-specific laws, and it's really the only the UK, Singapore, and New Zealand are like that. And the World Franchise Portfolio Nine Brands have annual global turnover of five billion dollars a year, and employ tens of thousands of people around the globe. Concerns mounting over Chinese, uh, China's economy as its President Xi Jinping cements his grip on power with his reappointment for a third term. 
US-listed Chinese companies fell 15% and Hong Kong stocks had their worst day in more than a decade on his reappointment. Notable falls included the online trader Alibaba and the multimedia company Tencent. U.S.-based China economic watcher Leland Miller says the world's second biggest economy has changed its economic priorities and investors are unhappy about its leadership direction. We've been taught as China watchers to see the party as prioritizing growth above all. And that has been true for the last, you know, 5, 10, 15 years. It is not true anymore. You know, the China, the China we're looking at right now, led by Xi Jinping, is one focused more on security. It's focused more on restructuring the economy. So there's fewer vulnerabilities for the party in terms of, you know, reckless credit expansion in the property sector, uh, shadow finance out of control. They want to take control of the economy, reroute the, the economic growth model. And to do that, they have to materially slow down the economy, stop pumping credit in. Leland Miller says China's economic growth model, as people people know it, is probably over. We'll see how the markets have reacted to those company updates uh, this morning. I'm joined by Mark Fowler of Hobson Wealth. Kira, to you, Mark. Good afternoon, Joel. Well, it was a solid performance on Wall Street yet again. I'm assuming that set a positive tone for local trading as well. Yeah, absolutely. That that positive tone has certainly filtered through into our market this morning. So the NZX 50 gross index is at 10,982 points, up nearly a percent. Uh, some of, I guess, the key performers or key drivers have been restaurant brands. Earlier to your story around expansion, that's up nearly 1.5%, trading at $7.35. Uh, Fletcher Building, that's also opened very strongly this morning, back up above $5 at $5.02, which is up nearly 2.5%. Also, Main Freight, the uh, logistics provider, that's up nearly 3%, trading at $73.84. And finally, Serco, the uh, corporate travel company, they are up nearly 2%, trading at $3.11. So a very strong start to the, uh, the NZX50 this morning. Looking across the Tasman, Australia's budget didn't seem to create too many waves in financial markets. I am supposing all eyes will be on Australian inflation numbers, which are due out very soon. Absolutely, Giles. So those those CPI numbers in Australia are due at one thirty this afternoon. They'll be quite pivotal for for market direction over the next twenty four forty eight hours. And so the S and P ASX two hundred that's at six thousand eight hundred and twenty seven points, up nearly half a percent this morning. A couple of the key drivers or key names: Domino's Pizza that's up nearly three percent, trading at sixty dollars and thirteen cents. We've got Newcrest Mining, that's up nearly uh, 2.5%, trading at $17.50. Zero, which is a a company familiar to New Zealanders, that's up nearly 2%, trading at $77.75. So uh, a reasonably strong start in Australia also. What's it looking like for the New Zealand dollar? So our recent currency strength sort of continues. So the, the Kiwi is now uh, approaching 90 cents against the Aussie dollar, so at 89.94. Against the US, uh, we're back up above 57 cents, so trading at 57.40. Against the Japanese yen, we're at 84.96. Against the sterling, we're at 50.07. And against the euro, 57.60, with our New Zealand trade-weighted index currently at 68.80. And that takes us to interest rates, oil and gold. So interest rates, are three-month bank bills, they're trading at 4.16%. Uh, our 10-year government bonds, they are trading at 4.5%. In terms of oil, so oil West Texas Intermediate is trading at US $84.83 a barrel. And finally, gold, spot gold, is trading at US dollars 1651 an ounce. 
Thank you very much. That's Mark Fowler from Hobson Wealth. A couple of other items of business news this lunch hour. The country's biggest medical testing and laboratory operator, Asia Pacific Healthcare Group, is to buy a small-scale operator, Raco Science. APHG operates 25 laboratories around the country. Brands are quite well-known, SCL and MedLab amongst them. It's part owned by uh, Superfund, the Canadian Pension Fund, and Iwi Maori Investment, uh, Investment Fund, Tapuya Tapapa. Uh, well, Raco's core business has been offering COVID-19 PCR testing, in particular for travellers, Maori and businesses. Asia Pacific Health Group says the uh, acquisition will give it greater capacity in offering laboratory services around the country. And it will also secure Raco's continuity following the fall off in COVID testing. And BNZ has increased interest rates across the board for all its home loan products. However, personal and credit card lending rates remain unchanged.